Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Christina Stathopoulos, and I will be your host today. I am dedicated to the world of data. After over five years at Google, I recently left to explore the entrepreneurial path as an independent data evangelist, advisor, and educator. In today's episode, I am joined by a special guest, Karthik SJ. He's VP of product at Isera, and we're going to be talking about leveraging AI to meet employee and customer experience goals. Before we kick it off, I would love to know just a little bit more about you, Karthik. Can you introduce yourself? Tell us about who you are and maybe what you and your team do at Isera? Absolutely. And uh, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Christina, thank you for having me here. Uh, super excited to do this podcast with you. Uh, so I lead uh, product uh, at Isera, and uh, we use ChatGPT and generative AI technology to automate employee and customer experiences. And we've been doing this uh, you know, for a while now. And so there's a lot of uh, great uh, case studies and uh, use cases to talk about. Perfect. And you've been doing this before before the, the hype got started. So considering Isera's focus on, on generative AI, by now, all of us know what ChatGPT is and all of these other generative AI solutions that are out on the market. And we see what this is doing to the modern workday, but how is it shaking things up on an enterprise level? Yeah, great question. Uh, no, I feel uh, every once in a while, you know, there, there comes this revolutionary technology that you know, recaptures the imagination of humans and organizations and reshapes the entire enterprise landscapes. And uh, if you look back, it was the internet in the 90s, right? And iPhone in the 2000s. And ChatGPT is one of those technologies that is, I believe, fundamentally going to change the way we work. Um, if you look at, you know, just the landscape, the amount of VC funding that's been going into this category uh, has been rapidly accelerating. And I was seeing there was almost $2 billion funding in the quarters alone. And uh, the whole new enterprise generative AI stacks are being formed here. Um, they are, you know, companies going to go and build, you know, closed source foundational models or open source foundational models, companies building fully vertically integrated. So the whole landscape is getting formed these are early days uh, but there's a lot of innovation that's going to come and companies can take advantage of all that you know uh, ai and automation uh, within the enterprise it's exciting to be i think in this moment all all of this going on we're right at the beginning like you said and with all of these advancements in the space i'm seeing that the entry cost of ai is the lowest that it's ever been so if they haven't already, why do companies need to start now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look, um, I think the cost of AI will will keep going down. You know, if you look at cost of compute, you know, in the early days of cloud and SaaS, uh, you know, that kept going down and that you know, entry barrier was low enough for many companies to get to become a SaaS company, right? And similarly, you know, the cost of AI coming down, uh, there'll be a lot of companies that will be, you know, uh, getting onto this bandwagon and becoming an AI company. Uh, also, there's been a ton of innovation in the last, I would say, significantly in the last five years, in terms of like companies and enterprises do not need a lot of data to get started. 
uh, not only data, they don't need a lot of clean data, right? This was one of the prerequisites in the past. Please give us your clean data. You need to have a lot of data to get started. None of those conditions are true anymore. Uh, with approaches like zero-shot training or pre-trained models, you know, enterprises can get started on day zero and get a lot of value unlocked. And uh, just as every company you know, should be a software-first company, uh, every company is going to be an AI-first company. So it's really you know, the, the innovation technology is there for companies to take advantage of it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, but I do think for most of us, it can become overwhelming with everything that's happening right now, all of these changes. And the latest generation of AI is transforming so many different things, including, of course, the business landscape, as you've been speaking about. But instead of just jumping on for the ride, how can companies really take advantage of this technology and use it to deliver return on investment? Yeah, great question. Um, I believe like, you know, almost every company, every technology company in the last three months or four months had to redo their annual report, right, or QBR with the launch of ChatGPT. That totally disrupted their plans. And I we always say there's, there's pre-ChatGPT and post-ChatGPT. So uh, it, it was, it had this, you know, effect in boardrooms where people had to pause and redo whatever they were doing and, and question what they were doing. And, uh, you know, the message for many enterprises now is to, you know, is to adopt AI, uh, you know, or, you know, be irrelevant and disappear, right? So this is the calling that we are seeing many companies coming to us and engaging and saying, hey, what can we do with this technology? Uh, the good news is uh, the ROI with this technology is very strong, right? And especially in service, uh, there are, you know, applications of generative AI where it's being applied to, I would say, text and images where it could be used for recreational uh, and use cases. But on the business side, uh, when you apply AI in employee service or customer service, the ROI is very strong. We call this hard ROI, right? And you can look at this in three dimensions, right? Really, um, you were asking a question today on employee onboarding, uh, something that took like a date for you to onboard can be done in a matter of minutes, right? You are locked out, you need you need help. It's a Saturday, instead of waiting a whole weekend, you can get you can do that in a few minutes on a, on a, you know at any time and any channel. Right? So the whole experience is changing and so there's a there's a ton of employee and agent productivity savings that is given back to organizations, right? Uh, similarly, uh, companies that are growing fast, they can't hire fast enough, you know, in um, call centers, it's just not, it's hard to place labor shortage. And so the, the second dimension of ROI is gonna come from your labor savings. You you don't need humans to do a lot of the mundane repetitive stuff that uh, they've been doing, right? And these are like uh, minimum wage workers, right? Or like doing getting basic uh, wages. And so they deserve a better quality of work and letting let the bots do the kind of stuff and uh, you know elevate them to a higher level of productivity. And the third one is really software OPEX savings, right? So now you're going to free up all these people to do other stuff and there's going to be savings unlocked from you know, OPEX and software. So overall, you're going to see a lot of ROI that can be unlocked. And, you know, we can see some companies we've seen get payback period in like as little as three to six months. So the for a CFO, if they're looking into this, the ROI is very compelling. 
Okay, and you mentioned um, towards the end, you said three to six months. The ROI that you're seeing delivered, are you seeing companies more focused on on short term, on long term? What are they seeing from adapting this this new these new advancements or this new technology? Very very good question. I think this is a long term play, right? So we are fundamentally seeing that you know uh, the way we did support and we we did, uh, delivered support is changing, and there were there's a trifecta of uh, forces at play here. There was first the pandemic where people when people went remote, and you know you could not just walk up to your IT department, right? You had to call and get support remotely delivered, and so that changed the thing, right? Uh, we had a lot of, I would say, inflationary and supply chain pressure that put a lot of squeeze on the thing. And the third is now chat GPT and generative AI. So all these forces happening at the same time in such a short squeeze has really, you know, gi- uh, you know, given rise to this innovation. That's it's overall all good for enterprises and employees. You know, they they really can take advantage of this. Uh, you don't you can get your support, you know, within by just talking in natural language. There's no better UI than natural language interface right it's the most free form of expression where you can describe your issue christina in any which way and the ai would get you and uh, you know resolve your issue yeah yeah it's incredible and when companies are trying to to adopt these tech these uh, solutions what would you say are the first couple steps they need to take what, what do you recommend i would say first thing is identify you know the use cases where there's uh, most value. I mean, there's a ton of use cases to get started, but you know, you would know as you know on, on the on the IT organization side or HR organization side, what are those use cases that are something you want to start with, and uh, you know, just get those deployed. Uh, the second recommendation is uh, this is not something you want to embark on as a science project or a research project. Those days are over. You know, five years back. Many people are like, hey, we want to do something with AI. Now it's like it's prime time. Don't waste, don't sit on the sidelines. You know, this stuff is ready. The companies have seen benefit, and so it's no longer, a, I would say, a nice to have. It's it's a must have technology in your in your landscape. Yeah, moving from from nice to have to must have. And you were mentioning um, use case identification. Um, I speak about this in some of the the classes that I teach, and I always say that companies, when it comes to the use case identification that they should do at the beginning, I think there's three ways that they can they can do this. Um, first of all, is looking at problems that they that they have, and maybe using this to solve those problems. Second way is looking at what their competition is doing, and then third w- third one is looking at what is being done in other industries that might be able to be pulled into your own industry. Um, so interesting that you that you highlighted the use case identification part. Now, I would like to dive a little deeper into your company's solution. What is Isera GPT and what does it mean for the enterprise? So Isera GPT is our proprietary generative AI stack that companies can deploy to offer co-pilot experiences within the enterprise. And this is a flexible, transparent and secure guardrail technology to deploy generative AI, right, and deliver instant ROI. So uh, companies are using this both for employee support automation as well as customer service automation, right? And uh, that is really a true end-to-end capability where we've seen, you know, customers like uh, uh, Zoom and Gap and Dave uh, kind of use this platform to unlock end-to-end productivity. And... uh, 
the solution that we pioneered, Christina, is called Universal Bot. The whole thinking is uh, back in the day, you know, you had a bot for an IT department, you had a bot for an HR department, and you had a bot for facilities and you know, all these bots and someone had to manage this. And we knew the world is going to be much more simpler and we just wanted to have one interface where you as an employee could go and ask anything and it, it would figure out, you know, which department or which domain and give you the answer. All we care about is giving you the answer in the most convenient and most convenient channel, right? And so we pioneered this concept of universal bot that has been now, you know, a benchmark and a standard for delivering great employee experiences where it's just one bot and that in turn can figure out which domain and uh, uh, to get the answer for. Got it. Perfect. So you're using it then um, for overall for employee support and customer experience and you called it universal part, correct? Universal part, correct. Got it. Cool. Okay. Well, since we're already speaking about this this solution, I always like to bring these conversations closer to reality. Can you walk us through a successful customer case? Absolutely. Um, so we did a recent webinar with uh, you know Gap, one of our reference customers, and their story is fascinating. You know, Gap is a brand. First of all, they have so many. Uh, you know, it's a great institution, and uh, they have over one hundred fifty thousand employees globally. And, you know, when they came to us, they were already using a bot, but it had kind of plateaued uh, at a 50% resolution rate as that's kind of the performance of the bot. And, uh, you know, they really wanted to get more, a higher level of performance. And so when we came in and, you know, we said, okay, you, know, you know what, we're not going to disrupt your experience because they call their bot Stitch. And we're like, hey, let's keep Stitch the way it is. People don't have to change your branding, don't have to change your logo. Don't have to change where they access Stitch from. We're going to just change the AI underneath, right? So it's a great way where we 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 just fit in the Isara engine, and uh, you know the employees didn't see it. But and this was during I would say <laughs> close to holiday season, so you can imagine the the number of uh, you know requests that are coming in, the volume coming in, and we did like a, a six six week go live in that peak period. And just replace that engine, and they got a sixty-five percent resolution from day one, uh, from the earlier fifty percent which they tried for a year. Right. So, point being is, I think old school chatbots that did it in a certain way, and I know all of you have tried it in some previous form. We're not really delighted with that experience, right? And so, I think with 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 large language models and ChatGPT generative AI, this is taking it to the whole new level. And I said has been kind of at the forefront of that uh, breakthrough innovation. And Gap saw that with all the 150,000 employees and uh, during holiday peak time, and they were able to you know go live and uh, they've been a happy reference customers and going well beyond just one domain to doing it for IT and HR. I love this this example. So putting your engine into Stitch with, with Gap. Now, since we're coming towards the end and we're wrapping up, do you have any last takeaways that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, this is a very exciting time, folks. And uh, I would say, you know, AI and generative AI don't sit on the sidelines. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking about it and if you're if you thinking that AI will not replace jobs, uh, somebody using AI would replace your job. So this is a time to take advantage of it and play with AI in any which way. I couldn't agree with that more. Thank you, Karthik. I have I've very much enjoyed our conversation today. So thank you for your time and all of your great insight that you've shared. 
Um, and as well, thank you to everyone who tuned into our conversation. Remember that if you would like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to isera.com. It's spelled A-I-S-E-R-A.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com.